With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was a bouncing and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we'd just hang on. But I can't recall a time when I ever had so much fun. I'm Stuart Friesen, and you're listening to the Always Race Day podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Always Race Day podcast. As always, I'm Connor Ferguson. I don't change my name much on here, uh, but I'm here with Damon Helgevald. Uh, before we get into things, I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Caro Auto Group. Damon, have you ever uh, gone somewhere for a weekend on vacation and uh, a sports result uh, forced you to change your plans and maybe your arrive home time? Uh, Maybe you request a different time uh, to go home. Have you ever had that happen to you? Uh, not not often. I have had it happen, yes. Uh, it's certainly a unique issue, but um, what I'm getting at here is like airlines will charge you mm-hmm. hundreds to switch your flight. Carl Auto Group will not. You can just switch your appointment. You just call them and say, I want to come a different time. And they say, okay, cool. So basically, I really hope they don't have a policy against that or something. But basically, what you're saying is you're wanting Carl Auto Group to start an airline now. I'm wanting I'm wanting people to brand loyalty airlines. If we acted like we do with restaurants and Yelp and stuff and stuff, like don't go there. They did this to me, and actually like remembered it. I, the airlines would be much better if we all behave like NASCAR fans and dirt racing fans do. Uh, towards sponsors we all behave like that towards airlines and only supported them when they support us then i think the world would be a better place well i agree there's a lot of things i could say on airlines but yeah it's uh it's not all bad (laughs) it's uh it's not all bad uh just sucks i'm stuck in knoxville tennessee uh second best knoxville in the entire world it Uh, could be worse it it could be worse you're completely correct uh i'm just chilling i'm working from the hotel uh, until my flight home on Tuesday, I was out here to cover Iowa State women's basketball uh, for the racing fans. I don't think anyone's really glad uh, to see that Iowa State team lose. Maybe a select few of Iowa fans, but they got a lot of likable uh, girls, and they were a really fun team to watch. Uh, but for you guys that are big racing fans and don't even know where the state of Iowa is on the map, uh, it's racing season for me. We're back back full swing into this. A lot, lot more time opened up. If you don't know where the state of Iowa is on the map and you're a racing fan, you have a problem. That is true. 
That is true. It's one of the top three races of the year in the Knoxville Nationals. At least. Yeah. I would put it at one, um, mostly because I think I'd get kicked out of Dingus if I never, if I ever moved it down. Well, yeah, you probably wouldn't get much get opportunity to go back to go. Yeah. I'd get banned. Um, but yeah, yeah. dude, it, and you know what? For a time to be stuck in a hotel, I got March Madness on it. Oh, I got to change the channel from Fox. I don't have it on yet. But March Madness is on. Um, I'm chilling. All is well. And I get to talk to Damon about race cars. It's my favorite time. Well, let's do it. All right. Um, so I think we should start with the biggest race from the weekend. Uh, Nitro Rally Cross was run at Glen Helen Raceway. Yep. Big, big event. We'll, yep. mention, we'll mention it. <laughs> guy, I, guy I, doesn't I know how to spell his last name one. I did see that. He's Swedish. They use two S's. I don't like it, but that's what they do. He, he doesn't know how to spell it. That's like requesting that the word vacation should be spelled with S-H-U-N as a suffix. Maybe it should. What about Oshun Oshuni? Would you walk okay. and tell him to the face that he's spelling his name wrong? Mm, yeah, probably. <laughs> That's fair, damn it. Just, just knowing the repercussions that I'll get from it, but yeah. Right. You got no fear. I like it. Um, well, you, you can't have any fear. All right. I know you are very passionate about Atlanta. I have some thoughts too. Uh, I want you. I want you to go rapid fire and well, don't do all of them. Just do one. It's your time to rant first, and you can get me going later. For what here? What are we yeah, starting? Atlanta race, NASCAR. Okay. Well, Joey Logano wins. Um, Atlanta itself, this new configuration. To be quite honest with you, I'm not a. I, I hate it. I don't like it. It. How did, it you, how did you process from I'm not a fan to I hate it? Um, and you processed to I'm not a fan at first in your statement, and you texted me the f word in front of the. Yeah. It, it, here's the thing, is. Outside of the last, like, 20 laps of that race, there was nothing interesting going on um, in that entire thing. It's not like watching a Daytona or a Talladega where they're always juggling for position. You know, you watch that first entire first stage, and you've got guys like Kevin Harvick, uh, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson trying to get a line to work on the bottom and nobody would take the bait and go with it. And, and then we saw, we ran the last 40 laps basically with two lanes. So like it could have been done all day long, but nobody wanted to move up in position at, at all throughout the day, which was completely shocking to me. Um, then you go into the Xfinity and the truck hold races. On, hold on, hold on. Cause I have, I have two things, um, from what you just said. So, okay. For one thing, the runs at New Atlanta is what I call it. If you're trying to be a super speedway track, um, and I they don't want another package, I get it. This probably doesn't need to really be fixed as long as you're okay with that product that you put out there today, and we'll get to that. Um, but the runs are not super speedway runs. You know, they come up quick, mm -mm. but it's hard to get them going. It's extremely hard. Someone, someone made a good point on it. It's because the straightaways aren't long enough. 
the the straightaways you don't have enough time to generate runs because you're turning you're automatically turning by the time the run actually comes and so that's why we see a lot of these you know even the the Harvick and Chastain deal Chastain never really hit him but because of where Chastain's run actually came because it came in the middle of the turn it messed with the air off the back of Harvick's car and it got him loose and so you know it's it's things like that that get kind of old get kind of annoying um at, at a track like that where like daytona and talladega you can maneuver throughout people are wanting to get to the front people are people have plans whereas i don't feel like today that anybody had a plan for what they were trying to do like there was no well, plan almost, the end of the race almost came up too quick right runs are so hard to generate and you have to be on the guy and you have to have the balance to not spin yeah. them out in the corner well, um, and then, then you throw in then you throw in the Xfinity and the truck races that went on there, and that it, it just made an embarrassment of the sport because of such. You you have wrecks for most of it. I think I saw something that there were more caution laps than there were green flag laps in like the first two stages or something like that of the Xfinity race. Yeah, and like, before before I talk about that, I have not seen it. Um, I I didn't watch it either myself. Oh, great, Dan. Don't well, you don't admit that you fake through it. I I Someone's saw it watch Twitter. The I saw it through Twitter. I you did were watch the last keeping up with it. I was so swamped with Iowa State women's basketball. I did watch this morning. They had the like the rerun on on FS1 this morning when nothing else was on TV. So I did watch the last like uh, I think it was like the last fifty laps of the Xfinity race, and it obviously was a lot better than the start of such, but it, it just is, there's so much wrecking. There's so much, um, bad, bad race car drivers because we're paying, we're paying for rides. And so that's yeah, what that's, happened. That's part of it too, is like people are going to complain about Xfinity or trucks either way. Um, and it goes back to my thing. It is the most publicized and the biggest minor league league in the entire world there is not a minor league sport that is as big as the nascar xfinity series and the nascar truck series it's just unmatched um and basically when you're taking that only a few of those guys are cup guys and you mm -hmm. see caution 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 and what you were talking about today is those guys didn't want to form that second line earlier in the race they don't want to wreck they're i mean they're all smarter you know what I mean? Like that's the lack. Yeah, of but we didn't even Sunday see it at the end of the product of the roster. We didn't even see it at the end of the stages, though. Like there was not a lot of that that juggling it's just, around. It's just so hard to generate a run, and that's like I don't know what you can do to the cars at Atlanta to get a run generated faster. But like, if you want to make a, a super speedway race, you kind of need that. You can. That's the problem. Atlanta is not built for a super speedway. Get me an engineer. Give me an engineer out of Iowa State, and he'll figure it out. They tried to turn it into a super speedway, and now it's backfiring in their face. It is. It's hot. It, I I don't hate hate it because I'm like you got to understand. Like I was going to Talladega when I was a kid, and I was accustomed to watching the tandem draft draft races where nothing mattered till the last five minutes. Yeah, but the tandem races were a hell of a lot more entertaining than this because it was who's going to work with who. Dude, that was such a damn fun time. Like this is this is let's parade around. I'm with all my dad's drunk friends, and they're watching practice, and they're looking at the cars, and they're like, "Dude, like two cars, 
faster than Trump. Mm-hmm. And it was like revolutionary. Um, mm-hmm. I think they might have saw that at Daytona or something, and that was like the hype. I have no clue how it came about, but I like I remember all the conversations vividly about how cool it was and how unique it was, and then people started to hate it because there's nothing going on for 180 laps. Right. People didn't like it because it, it. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't know. I much rather thirtieth to first, and I would much not. rather watch that than watch a parade around the top of the racetrack. And mm-hmm. that's what that's what this car has given us here is parades around the top of a racetrack, especially at this Atlanta race. The, the, it's Atlanta to me is not supposed to be a super speedway. And, you know, I we're, we're talking today or this week, it was announced that Kevin Harvick's going to drive the 29 car at North Wilkesboro, right? Like badass deal. That's going to happen at the all-star race. Yes, thanks for bringing his his very thing. first win, his very first win came in Atlanta. Yeah. And how cool of a race was that, that he won. He passed Jeff Gordon on the outside at a great racetrack. We've seen Jimmy Johnson and Carl Edwards go head-to-head dueling for a win at Atlanta. We've seen Kevin win by running the bottom where nobody else could run the bottom at that racetrack. And now all of a sudden, we we turn it into a super speedway when the best package, quote-unquote package, that this car has provided is intermediate racing. Okay, and Ryan Vargas brought up a good uh take on twitter um but like i'm trying to figure out how to present this to you say that they repaved it and kept the configuration and the racing still ended up sucking like say it was like texas or something like would you be calling for them to turn it into a super speedway because that cost a hell of a lot less than a short track not into a super speedway would you be going for the car i i think it's a car thing yeah, More than and they've had a, it's crazy how many issues I can't remember a car that's had and it's not it wasn't even anything from today it's just over the last year in five races it, it's a lot of a lot of things that need fixed collectively this car said he got the wind knocked out of him was it Almirola? Eric Almirola. all right so now keep in mind he might be injured and they're just kids they're not but you get what I mean <laughs> What did you think of Eric Almirola? Why did you text me F Almirola? Because this is the third week in a row Eric Almirola screwed Kyle Larson over. He was leading the race in Vegas. My dad texted me the exact same thing you did with Captain Almirola. He, he's leading the race in Vegas. Eric Almirola can't control a race car, hits the wall, brings out the caution. Larson loses there. Phoenix, he's leading, 50 to go. Eric Almirola brings out a caution. All chaos ensues for the last 50 laps at Phoenix. Now he loses that one. Today, Larson ran in the back of the pack the entire day because he was the only guy in the first two stages trying to make something work. Found his way back to the front. And then Eric Almirola, because he decided, you know what? We're going to go out here and run on 50-lap tires that are running bare minimum because all the crew said we don't need to change. Drew Blickensdurfer is a dumbass and leaves him out on the racetrack. So then he blows a tire in front of the entire pack. Three weeks in a row, Eric Almirola has screwed this up for Larson. And now this guy was supposed to be retired anyway. Like, get his ass out of here anyway. But nope. Instead, we're going to let him stick around 
but just so he can win one race, get into the playoffs and screw it up for everybody else. But anyway, you think I won a race? He finds a way to back into a race every year. I mean, he won at New Hampshire because they shortened the race by 20 laps. Wins at Talladega. Wins at Talladega because he's the last man standing of his four teammates. I don't think he's going to win a race. I think Ryan Priest wins a race before he does, but... Increase is a better driver than all Well, obviously. Yeah, as is Cole Custer. Uh, let's. I don't know. Depends on the day. <laughs> Depends on the day. But it, it's just it's old because, you know, on top of everything that's gone down with the the whole um, penalty this last week, which is whatever. I'm not gonna sit here and talk about the penalty. I think everything that's been said about it's been said, and we haven't talked about it. We haven't, but there's not. I mean, there's not a whole lot else to say. It's a NASCAR. It's a NASCAR source part, and they kind of fucked up, but they don't want to take the blame for it. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think that Hendrick and Kyle are going to win the appeal? No. Okay. I didn't know how much he had read read into it or anything like that. Um, I would say it says something that it's two different teams and not, I, you know, I get all of Hendrick got penalized, but I can't, I don't know what they're doing. We're never going to, we're probably not going to know what they're doing. It's, it's a NASCAR single source part. It's a part that comes from the single source supplier. And you would assume that that single source would, you're going to send it to the teams and it's going to come in a batch. You would think so. But did it, they get a bad batch? Is that what happened? And I would think then they'd win the appeal if that was what happened. You would think, but because NASCAR's taken the stance that teams shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that, they're gonna basically come off and say that, well, that's your fault for the for using that part on that car or something like that. Even if you knew that it was wrong, you still use the part. That's basically what NASCAR is going to come out and say. I would love to see him win the appeal because then it puts things in a little bit better position. You don't have you don't have all all the other Hendrick guys sitting in the twenty eight places or twenty eighth spot in points, and Ty Dillon in like sixteenth right now because of it. Yeah, and I, I think that'll rectify itself. I really don't. It will eventually, but it's still a hard. It's still hard to overcome. I mean, look what t- it took Brad Keselowski all season to overcome that penalty he got last year, and he got it right about this time last year. He's transitioning, like that's a lot different than being an established driver at Hendrick. Bowman had a shot to win that race for that. Legit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just hit my mouth. That sounded weird. My bad, guys. And sorry about, I didn't bring my microphone. Uh, Jared Stansberry has gone to the airport with me and had his microphone confiscated because it had gunmetal or is made of gunmetal on the outside. He advised me not to bring the microphone. So that is what we're doing here. Um, So apologies for that. But what was I getting at, dude? I don't know. You cut out for me, so I couldn't hear you. Oh, Awesome. Yeah, the uh, Hilton Honors Wi-Fi. Is it's not your internet. It's it's where your microphone is set up on your computer. When you turn your head, 
it's oh, it goes it. Yeah. Okay, I forgot about yeah. that. I try to keep my yeah. Yeah. I think it'll pick it up. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, I don't know what I was gonna say. I really. I just I think there's not a whole lot to say on the appeal side of things. So, um, they won't what win. Think, what did you think of uh, Hamlin's? Uh, what did he call it? Shendrick's shingles vaccine? Yeah, his shingles vaccine. Shendrick's shingles vaccine. I can't believe he made it so hard to say. Yeah, I don't know. But he got custom hat made and everything so that he wouldn't get in trouble for whatever he said about it. Um, We'll get to what you want. We'll talk about Josh Williams now. Yeah, might as well. What a stance that man took. So explain to me what happened because I'm in a screaming. I have no idea. The only thing I know is based on what I saw this morning where it said he wrecked, caused a caution. They were putting bear bond on the car to fix the car and the bear bond kept falling off during the same caution. So they NASCAR NASCAR decided to, to park him because he was extending the caution. So he parked on the front stretch. They didn't tell him where he had to park. Yeah. And I mean, in that situation, he said, you're going to tell me I'm not allowed to race anymore. The car sure seems good. Uh, okay, I'll just walk back to the hauler. And then they held him like hostage until yeah. race control could talk to him. Yeah, they didn't even send him to the infield care center. They put him in the NASCAR hauler for the rest of the race. I do want to spec- or, uh, correct you, Matt Humphrey uh, from NASCAR, great guy, one of the friendliest people I've ever met. Works uh, one of the high, I don't know, higher ups at NASCAR. He would be modest and say not, even if he was so. But he confirmed that they did take him to the infield care center first. He was treating really Okay. I know some people were really up in arms about that. <laughs> it's the, the, it's the, the man walked across the racetrack. I think he's fine. This, yeah. And that's like the big no, no, right? Like that's even, even if there wasn't a, or if he, I guess there's a caution going. I mean, I don't anticipate anyone driving through the middle of the grass and running them over, but you never know. And never that's know. Like, the one Pablo Montoya wasn't supposed to hit a jet dryer either. He's had enough. Right? I probably hated on Juan Pablo Montoya by more than anyone ever in NASCAR. And I don't. I didn't know his career was so good until I was like fifteen. Like I mm-hmm. just didn't know. He just wasn't my cup of tea. And now he said something about Jeff Gordon one time. I think that pissed me off. Well, that would do I it just, to you. know how I hold grudges. Oh yeah. Still not, still not a big fan of the Oklahoma women's basketball coach. There's some premium content for the Iowa State women's <laughs> basketball fans to try and listen to this. Love it. Oh, man. <laughs> but how that connects to Denny. Uh, so he, Josh Williams, hopped over a pit wall. Um, and one of my buddies, uh, Noah Lewis, was there with his phone recording. And uh, they, he said he said to someone else, he said, What's NASCAR going to do? Find me? I can't afford to pay it. And it was just the best. Like, he knows his mm-hmm. role. He knows what's going on. He's self-aware. Denny uh, yep. Hamlin replied, I think, to that video or to a Josh Williams tweet um, and said, I will pay your fine. It was to a tweet that Josh tweeted something out. There's a whole whole thread of stuff going out with Josh's tweets. I'll see if I can pull it up. He's but gained, he's gained over five thousand followers since he did. Yes, that on 
Um, I'll see if I can pull it up here. We'll get back to Josh talking about Williams in a second, but I I gotta say this about Hamlin. Um, the Bowman fans will not like me saying this. You are probably gonna find something that you don't like about Denny Hamlin once a month. Seriously, like with how his career is going, he's turning into like a a little mini Kyle Busch with uh, much more importance because of his status as car owner. Uh, it, he might say something you really hate like every four weeks, but that guy is becoming so influential in the sport. And he's, I legitimately think trying to make the sport better. I don't think you can argue that. Um, and he's trying to make NASCAR invest in its product more um, and trying to force their hand at stuff that they haven't been pushed at hard enough in his eyes. And I think at the end of the day, you have to respect that. Um, you can also say, you can call him the P word for what he did to Bowman at Martinsville. You know, I was saying that that day. Go back to our mm-hmm. podcast from that race. I probably did say that. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> but like, you have to like respect that he is out there for the drivers. And that is, I don't think they've had something really half close to that. No, and no hate to any of the other owners, but like Tony Stewart was not near this stand up for the drivers. Um, I think, I think he was actually, to be honest with you, not to, not to not validate, not to not validate your point. I think he was, but I don't think he used the social media platform like Denny does. Everybody's that's seen it. That's completely fair. Denny's very off the cuff. Yeah. He does not care what people think. He, dude, Denny's record, seen it. They record that podcast, his new podcast for uh, Dirty Mo Media. They record it post-race on mm-hmm. Sunday when they get home mm-hmm. and that race happened like three hours prior and they act like it was a day ago. It is mm-hmm. insane how quickly his mind focuses to the next thing. I think it's a really respectable trait out of someone, um, especially after watching a weekend of Iowa sports where everybody had bone crushing losses minus the Iowa women. Yeah. And the yeah. Iowa, I guess the Iowa state golf team set records today. I don't want to. Well, that's good. At least they did something right. They had a blaring pace. But, um, no, I think Denny just uses his platforms at the social level a little bit more. Tony was more of a behind-the-doors kind of guy, and NASCAR and, and Tony already had issues, and now it's now it's Denny's turn to kind of take the, the stance. But So Josh Williams tweeted a photo where it was his car backed up to the Xfinity hauler, the uh, NASCAR hauler, and it just the caption was DNF, and then Denny comments on the photo and says, "I'll pay your fine," is what it said. So then, then Josh Williams answers back with, "Thanks, I'm free. I, I'm free if you need a new podcast guest." So Josh Williams is going on the uh, DBC podcast tomorrow, so that'll be entertaining to see how that pans out for him. Yeah, I'm excited to listen to that episode just to see what is said about it, what he was told. I'm guessing he'll tell the story about what happened. Yeah, I'm guessing he'll probably not tell as much as we want to hear. I'll be honest with that. <laughs> if old boy wants to get back in a race car anytime soon, he's going to he's gonna watch some P's and Q's a little bit. You're absolutely right. Um, what do you want to move to? Um, I guess as far as the result of the race, we, we might as well talk about the end of that race. Cause it was really, it was a really good finish to a race. It wasn't 
you know, the whole race is itself. It wasn't like you're sitting on the edge, like you are for Daytona or Talladega race where you're sitting on the, on the edge of your seat, like we talked about, but it was the cleanest finish we've had all year out of five races, four of the three of them have gone to, to overtime. This one was the cleanest finish that we had all year when guys are far for spots, just really good stuff. You kind of cut out there a little, you got quieter. Yeah, I know what happened. Go ahead. Okay. Are you fixing it? Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> oh man. We, uh, we are having a, a technological day uh, on the podcast, but, um, no, I appreciate y'all listening. Uh, sorry, this is an awkward pause. I was writing down something else and trying to answer a text message because I'm an idiot and have to do everything at once. Are you good? I'm good. Go for it. Um, so I, I think, you know, having guys finish the race without wrecking cars, being respectful uh, at a finish is kind of refreshing. And guess what? You can have a good finish to a race. If guys are being respectful, um, you know, that Brad Keselowski had the easiest job in the world. He could have right reared, um, Joey and he didn't, and he could have pushed Joey and he didn't. And instead he, he ends up second place. And like he said, I either wreck half the field or I finish second. And I think that's that he made the right choice. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's the difference between Cup and the minor leagues, right? That's, uh, it all goes back to that. So, Lucano, um gets his win. Kyle Busch has a win. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the Daytona 500. And, of course, uh, William Byron has won two races. He has already punched into the playoffs because there is no points um, rule this year. What's stopping William Byron from cheating in every race? That from here on out, nothing. I mean, the fact that the fact that he won't have his crew chief for the next four races. Yeah, I just don't get the taking away that points rule. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Unless it was to mitigate what we're seeing here with the single issued parts and stuff like that. I think a lot of it. No, I think a lot of it goes back to the injury stuff. Like I think a lot of it is there were so many injuries with the cars last year and they're not wanting drivers to get in a car if they're not healthy. And so I'm going to step back off that. You know, I think a lot of it just goes into the injury or goes into that injury thing is okay. Instead of penalizing a driver or forcing a driver to get into a race car and run 10 laps, 20 laps, and then get out, we're going to let him go. And now we don't have to worry about the points. Absolutely. Are we good on NASCAR? I believe so. Cool. A uh, couple of things to wrap up. F1 race today, Max Verstappen got second, and Sergio Perez got first. Okay, good stuff. Max came from 15th, got up to second about midway, 20 laps to go out of 50. Um, props to Red Bull. They did not tell him, they did not tell Perez to pull over so that his teammate could pass him for the win. Yeah, well. Now, I actually do have a gripe about that one race. Oh, boy. Did you see the radio chatter from Red Bull and Max Verstappen? From today? Yes. No, I have not seen it. Um, can you still, you got to tell me if I'm like cutting out because I'm trying to side eye my phone. No, you're good. 
I could pick up my phone and find it. That'd be better. Um, this tweets from Jeff Gluck. Uh, so Max Verstappen asks about fastest lap, uh, which was currently held at the time by his teammate, Sergio Perez. And someone on the other side of his radio just comes up and says, we are not concerned about that at the moment, Max. And he replies and said, yeah, but I am. And then he went out and got it. But like, <laughs> how do you talk to a driver like that? I, I just hate that aspect of Formula One, that it, it is theater. It is, I mean, they are playing to do, do they have like two separate teams? They're not two se- separate teams, two separate, two, separate people, two separate people talking to the drivers, or is it the same person that talks to both drivers? So the reply tweet to that actually says, now, Sergio Perez asks, what is the fastest lap at the moment? And they say, you've got the fastest lap. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it leads me to, th- I don't, I guess I don't want to assume, but it leads me to think that it's one, that it, the radio goes to someone, the team principal, someone calling the shots for the team and that one guy only. Sure. But if you're, in, you're in second, third place is 17 seconds behind. And you're not giving him the go to try and get the fastest lap. He's not going to pass Perez. You're not having mm. Perez pull over for him. What? What in the hell would you care if he? T- what do you want? Like a closer points race between your drivers? I mean, isn't the whole goal at the end of the day to be the fastest car that day? Like, isn't that the point of racing? Yeah. He isn't that the point of racing? He had to collect that fastest lap points to have points coming out of this race. You know, last last I knew, the point of racing was you have the fastest car, you deserve the win. Not even, I mean, not even that. It's just your goal is to go fast, right? So I'm saying. So that was weird to me. Um, you got any? You got anything else? Okay, I'm doing like quick hits, and then we'll get to World of Allies, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, Supercross last night was in Detroit. Uh, attendance number, I was really surprised by this, 49,817 uh, to watch Supercross Detroit. Uh, now, as far as they pull on TV ratings, and now it's on Peacock, so it's really, really hard to measure. When they were live on FS1, I think they were getting 200,000. They were getting probably a little less maybe than in HRA, maybe a little more. I could be switching them. Um, mm-hmm. But I was shocked to see that, that number, 49,000 for Supercross. That's a really good crowd. Um, was that at Ford Field? Yeah. Nice. Well, it's a good crowd then. Yeah, good yeah, crowd. Absolutely. Um, so Chase Sexton uh won the race, uh, but he did jump under a red flag or something like that. He got penalized seven points. So the points would be Cooper Webb uh in the lead, Eli Tomac three points behind. Uh that's the difference between first and second, I believe. Uh, and then Chase Sexton would be ten points back, uh, but he's now seventeen back. So that race for the trio at the top uh just got a little more spacious and we'll see he's had a dominant season even with mistakes he's still only seven with mistakes and a penalty he's only 17 points out of first i'm really impressed with the kid uh and i think we'll see him in victory lane again uh it could be as early as next week quite honestly yeah there's a good chance of it i mean one of the more consistent guys out there right now yeah yeah absolutely and uh i don't think cooper webb's finished outside the top five all season 
Really? He's the only driver to not finish outside the top five. He was second last. No. So talk about a bounce back for him after last year where it kind of looked like oh, this guy might be close to retirement. Right. And it does. Uh, it also yeah. sucks because Aaron Plessinger, uh, and I love that dude because he shows up to the track wearing a cowboy hat and with this Brett Moffat sized mustache and just looks like <laughs> looks like a daredevil it's like evil Knievel's walking in here i know he didn't look like that but it embodies the same spirit for sure uh he he I, what did they happy throttle he got caught in the air off the bike and as you're so in supercross like when you're trying to hold on to something the throttle is the thing you're pulling on so if your wrist rotates the wrong way then the bike goes away from you and mm-hmm. so that's what happened to him and pretty hard wreck. I haven't heard if he's injured or not or coming back or whatever. Um, it's going to be tough for him to win the title, but I would assume he's well qualified for the super motocross uh, playoffs at the end of the year. I don't know when the hell we're going to like act like it's going on because they ha- they don't mention like he just clinched his this rider just clinched his spot in the SMX playoffs. I don't know why we're Nobody not getting those. What's no that? One no one knows what's going on. It, when they say there's like 20 spots for both supercross riders and motocross riders, but there's not a ton of people this year that are doing only one or the other. And so, all the big names are going to be in it. You know, yes, there's not 20 no. guys that are like, they're all talented for sure, but the, the position between one and 14 and 14 and 20, like, there's a big gap. Not a whole lot of reason to have it, basically. I, no, I like it. The tracks are badass, Damon, and it keeps it mm-hmm. keeps the sport relevant throughout the year because you're integrating motocross, which used to be a lot harder to watch for the common fan. They hate flow. They hate. <laughs> they hated like I gotta buy. Everybody I hates. Watch, I want to watch eleven races in a year, and I gotta buy this hundred fifty dollar a year pass. Everybody hates flow. Well, the ones that hate Peacock, it's like. You're paying five bucks a month. What the hell are you complaining about? Yep. Um, best deal in motorsports, Peacock. Seriously, it is the best. I just watched the Nitro Rally Cross final on it today before we recorded this. Uh, Robin Larson, first driver ever uh, to take home the Ken Block uh, championship trophy. It was really cool. They named it after him. I think Travis Pastrana was racing his uh, Ken Block tribute and uh, excellent race from him. He figured out that he had some space between the guy uh, Andreas Backerud, uh, that was in second in points. Um, and the only way he would have lost the title is if he finished behind him a couple spots, I think. Uh, but he took the joker on lap two, came out in front and was like smooth sailing from there. And he went on to win the race. So, I mean, talk about take care of business. Like that was, uh, that was cool to see it's, and it's tough. I, I love rally cross as a sport. Like it's like my favorite, like at theory, this sport would be kick-ass no matter where you go. And I know no one gives a shit about it. I understand that. It's like arena football. But if you ever take the time and try to get watch the last 30 minutes of a broadcast window, that's the best way to do it. Uh, and I wish they'd do better on social media about telling people when it is. They don't, like, their social is far behind on a lot of stuff. But check it out, support Pastrana's product. We used to have Global Rally Cross, and that was, I felt like a lot bigger because it was on TV, but try to support it. It's cool stuff. And I think they, like, their support classes are all even cooler than 
your common dirt race. Like they'll have buggies and stuff. So it's it's all like a dirt video game. Uh dirt three, dirt, dirt five, whatever they're on. So good stuff. Did I sell you on it? Nope. Just ran. Still, still not gonna watch it. Awesome. <laughs> the season's over, so I got I got the whole off season to sell you on next year. I got I got drag racing to watch more more entertaining. It's fair. Tony Stewart's going back drag racing next week. Yeah, he will be. What What did you think about his performance at the uh, Gator Nationals? Oh, it's kind of to be expected. It is good performance. They have a brand new car, so the car that he drove out in Vegas is not the car that he's driving right now. And so people are like, "Well, why isn't he just going out and winning automatically?" Because he did with the it's this is a brand new car that was specifically built for Tony. So it's not like it's easy to just break in a new car and and figure it out. So uh, kind of to be expected. I think you're going to see him continue to to get better as the year goes on and the big thing for tony it's going to come down to reaction time i mean he's got to get better in the lights but other than that it's it's been really cool to see him go out and compete and um i'm excited to see what he's got the rest of the year just for all the casual fans and i'm not trying to put pressure on Tony. do you think he'll ever go top fuel i think he'll do some I mean, I think he'll do some. He won't. I don't think he'll ever run a full season, but I do think he'll he'll go and run some like one-off events, some big events. Uh, Mobile One might put him in a car every once in a while, kind of thing. I mean, I I can't call it out as to saying that he won't ever do full time, but I just don't foresee it happening in the near future. Do you know how like impressive that career resume? would be wins the triple a championship could you imagine if he goes in and gets in top fuel and runs full-time oh even if he won even if he won one race right that i mean that's like probably your undisputed best driver ever i mean he's say that he's kyle larson gonna do something well kyle larson has a two-year indy 500 deal and he right one up that dude we're in a damn fun time to watch motorsports well think about it you know you look back at like the 60s and 70s and everybody had mario and aj right it was always you could always count on mario and aj being in damn near every race and now we we grew up where it was not near as common to see multiple people doing it other than just Tony Stewart, really Tony Stewart and Robbie Gordon, Robbie Gordon doesn't count, but Robbie Gordon took me out a shit ton on NASCAR thunder. 2003. Yeah. I hate that. yeah. Robbie Gordon's an idiot, but um, you bring in the fact of, you know, Tony Stewart at the beginning part of his time. And then now it's uh and now it's it's here with with Kyle Larson, and so it's just cool to see guys like that. And you're seeing Dale Jr. going to short tracks and racing his late model, and you're seeing Kevin Harvick. All, who's all those guys investing in the cars tour. We're gonna try to right. find out a little more for you guys. Um, the reason that we aren't on our game on that part part of that is March and basketball and that kind of delaying things. Uh, but we don't get a ton of love on the asphalt lay model stuff asphalt super lay models uh whatever you call it and i'm not very educated in matt weaver's taught me everything i know and it's like a percentage like one percent of what matt weaver knows about that sport um if you want to see that you know make your voice heard tweet us you know if we, if we miss something send it to us any any form of racing you follow unless it's f1 i, I watch all the races 
I have I have my opinions there. But everything else, let us yes, know. Yes, yes, everything else. All right, World of Outlaws, finally get a damn race in. <laughs> About time. So they raced at Lincoln last night. I believe it was the fifth race of the season. Rico Abreu uh, wins in his season debut uh, in 410 sprint cars. Um, and the funny thing was, I would assume he would have ran Williams Grove on Friday. Um, and this is just how kick-ass Rico is. I don't think it's like a miscommunication. Obviously, he won, so you can't bag on him for it. But he didn't know that they changed the tire compound uh, in the Hoosier rulebook. This was the first race they ran uh, with the new tire compound uh, for the World of Allies this year. And Rico did not know that that was happening until he got to the track and everyone was talking about it. I thought, Isn't that, that funny? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like, you would think... I mean, Rico's a guy who's on his social medias a lot. You would think he he would have at least seen it or heard about it before getting there, but that's that's kind of wild. Rico's coming up with more funny tweets than I do. Sorry, dude. I love Rico. It's so much fun. He's great. Dude. Um, is he is he no longer got a deal with Rowdy Energy? I don't know. Um, but yeah, they are not in the car this year, so he might not. But I. But he was. They were on his suit. That was the thing that kicked. That was really confusing to me. It might. So. It might just be a suit deal. He might have just gotten a bigger sponsor for the car, and he's still doing stuff with him. I'm not yeah. sure. I think he had. Um, he had written the Rowdy Energy suit at the Chili Bowl too. So I, I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, we just need to call Kyle Bush and find out. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's absolutely it. Um, Brad Sweet gets second. Uh, gets back into the uh, podium and makes up some points in the standings. I know you guys, hardcore dirt fans, don't like hearing about the points after race number five or four, three, two, or one. Uh, they all count the same, and I appreciate storylines. I actually have one through nine written out. I'm going to call out Damon on some shit in a sec. Uh, my buddy, Devin Borden, first career podium with the Outlaws, third place. He said, more to come this year. This is their year. Very confident in his post-race interview. I, just, I feel like if I say I was moved by that, it sounds really nerdy and dumb. Uh, that caught my eye. Caught my ears. Mm -hmm. My ears are fully engrafted in what Devin Borden said. Okay. Well, he let he led. What did he say? He, that's what he said. He said, "This is our year. We're going to do this more. It's awesome to be up here and running up front with the best in the world." Uh, and there's more to come, more more good finishes and wins to come. That's cool. Good for him. That is absolutely paraphrased. So he might have not. He definitely didn't guarantee a win. If you got that from that, I just, guaranteeing a win, Connor. I'll guarantee a win for him. Yeah, I'll do it. It is guaranteed a win. He has already been said. Awesome. I'll put the pressure on him. If he doesn't have a World of Allies win by August, he's winning one of the prelim nights at nationals or hard knocks night. But, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Pressure's on Devin. That'll get to him. Ayrton, when you're listening to this, send, th send that to Devin. Thanks, buddy. All right. <laughs> um, so David Gravel leads a points 852. Uh, for him, Carson Macedo is 12 points behind. Damon, your boy, Logan Schuhart, um, which you have trashed numerous times on this podcast. You say he has no talent. You say... Not say that. You can drive your grandma's Toyota Corolla down to the grocery store and back. That's what you've texted me. I have photographic I, evidence. 
I don't think you do. He is in third, 14 points out of first behind Gravel and Macedo, and Brad Sweet is 40 points behind. 14 for Shuhart, 40 for Sweet. What? What's and your boy Shots is 92 back. What's the deal? I said nothing. Yourself. I said nothing of the sorts about Logan Shuhart. I will say <laughs> it is still early. Therefore, there is time. <laughs> You're like, I, I never trash on the guy, but all I'm saying is he might not be there at the end of the year. That's that's on that's on him to figure out. And that's that's for them to figure out and us to sit here and complain about. That's what we do best. I I want to complain about most of them. But he is he has had a good No, start. he's had a good start to the year. Can't you can't deny what he's done to start the year. I think we're and, becoming our like I think we're becoming our each other's brains. Because we've on three different times now tonight have came out with the same words, just lagged. One one was behind the other one. That's generally what happens. Awesome. Yeah, yep. That means less fights, and I, I didn't rile you up this week at all. No, no, you didn't. So it's about time. It's been kind of nice. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I just can't wait for that Chicago. It's kind of nice to just be chill throughout the week and not have and to worry Bristol, about it. We're still dirt on Easter, you know? Like that's. Dumbest thing in the world. That's a kick-ass Easter race. Shouldn't race on Easter. Why? Because I have deviled eggs to eat. I can't, dude. I hate deviled eggs. Well, there's your first problem. Do you put like sriracha sauce on those? No. Nothing. You put like uh, uh, you put some paprika on it. That's about it. Paprika. That's how you pronounce it on there. I don't know. How the hell do you say it? It's not paprika. Paprika? It's paprika. Paprika. That's what I just said. Yeah, but I say it with an E. You're spelling it wrong. No, it's spelled with an A if you look at it. Anyway. Um, you have uh, one question this week from uh, Dre Men 1. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure if that's too two names or one, but uh, he he was talking about NASCAR's audio and how clear it is on the broadcast uh, and said, maybe NASCAR is learning, question mark. The team audio for the 22 and the six towards the end added so much to the race, especially since they cut out the race noise, but a little bit ignored. That last stretch, Reddick was spot on bunt drafting, perfect timing to give push and not push into turn. Do you know what he means by the last part? No idea about, about the last part. I will say from the first part, though, um, Fox has really I, – I think Fox is actually listening to the fans. Um, today, when Larson and, and Almirola crashed, they went to a commercial right as the time – right as the crash was happening. They played 10 seconds of that commercial and came and cut off and came right back to the wreck. Yeah, like they used to do like that. That was a big step in the right direction. Um, the other thing was at the finish, the last like three laps to go in the race or last, I guess when they took the white, they put up the, uh, they put up the caution, um, light around the racetrack. They had a camera that was stuck right on the caution light around the camera. And, uh, that was, you know, they had that sitting up on the screen. So then if there was a wreck, we could see when the actual caution light came on and who was leading at the time. 
also great thing uh, that they did. So I think Fox is actually listening to the fans a little bit and taking some of their stuff and uh, taking it to heart a little bit. And, you know, the, it, it was kind of nice to see. I didn't watch the entire race start to finish. I flipped back and forth during basketball. Um, so I was, was flipping channels a lot. Um, but it was just nice to see at the end of that race, those, those sort of things kind of, uh, come to the forefront, things that we've asked for specifically on this show. Yeah. And not everything's going to get fixed in a night, but it's always good to see that some things are being fixed. I know there was still like people don't like Mike Joy talking about the commercials like he does. And I know he had some comments on keyboard warriors and stuff like that. And someone thought he was making up stuff. You get, I, I think people do have to understand because I'm not a huge Mike Joy defender, but I see the stuff that gets tweeted at Chris Williams. I see the stuff that I've been, I spent the whole weekend, I traveled with Tommy Birch and the just absolute batshit crazy stuff that comes into their replies. I would not be shocked. Mike Joy has a lot more, because it's a nationwide sport, right? It's not just Iowa State and Drake fans. But I would not be surprised if a few random people were tweeting him some of that stuff. Uh, oh, they do all the time. I don't even know specifically what he was referring to that the people were complaining about, which is how... I've told you guys I tune out announcers. I was noticing um, in the first part of the race, like it was kind of low energetic, but I do like every time uh, Stuart Hoskar is getting penalized, Clint Boyer looks at Tony Stewart and he goes, this is a NASCAR chasm tweet, I think. I think uh, chasm tweeted, uh, Boyer looks at Tony Stewart and goes, man, you're going to want to get a toaster and sit in the bathtub after you hear this one. <laughs> and I was laughing for yeah. ten at that tweet because that's what it feels like. It is. He goes after, and I I get a chuckle out of it the entire time. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty damn comical, actually. It's it's kind of funny. Um, I was thinking about. I really want to see a booth of Tony Stewart, Clint Boyer, and Bill Walton, just for one race. Give me Bristol dirt. <laughs> Give me that. Okay. <laughs> so some behind the scenes, some inside baseball, if you are a Bill Walton fan, I hope that one person at least hears this. Um, one of the guys at Iowa State was talking to Bill before their uh, tournament games this year uh, out in Portland. Uh, Bill went through the entire starting lineup and then asked, okay, who are the bench players that score? And then asked, who are the other bench players that score? And then asked, okay, now who are the top three scorers in the middle uh, and went through the entire lineup like four or five times with him for two hours. The guy does his damn research. And I was like really impressed to hear that. Um, he does his research, but never uses it. I think he uses some of it, but I think he uses the right amount. If you're not watching your own team, I can see why it would get a little annoying, but I like the guy. I want to hear more about his vision quests and stuff. I'll tune into a PAC 12 game just to watch that. It's the only PAC 12 act I'll ever watch. I can't stand Bill Walton. I don't know why, dude. It's just funny. Like, it just makes you laugh. It's not funny. But it's also because I tune out broadcasts. So I want I want something different. Right? See, that's the problem. I'm the weird guy that doesn't pay attention to who's on the call very much. I don't. I, I turn on radio broadcast to mix in with the TV. 
I turn the TV broadcasters off and I'll listen to the radio broadcast. See, we were doing that at the start of the men's game before we got to where we were watching it on a Friday. And I can't, I can't do it. I can't, I can't watch the feed after hearing what's on the radio. Cause you're like possessions behind. And it's just the same. Like when I'm watching a stream that's behind live TV, I don't go on Twitter as much because I don't want to see what happens. I I'll try to sync it up the best I can. Gotcha. So we'll have uh, my plan for this weekend or for this week. We'll have a show Wednesday. I want to, we got to get like a segment on here. I need someone to help me brainstorm segments we could do. Okay. That's what I wanted to have our content meeting at the end of the show. Gotcha. I have something we can do every week where if we have a shorter show, if we have less to talk about, then we can just bring stuff up. Yeah, we'll think of something. Maybe you have one minute to say anything bad about Danica Patrick. Well, I don't have a whole lot to say bad about her. No, she's I don't think I can fit mine in a minute. She's just not very good at TV and driving race cars. It's about it. There we go. Uh, appreciate y'all listening. Uh, do you have anything, Danny? Uh, no, uh, I was, it was good. Uh, a good weekend for, for racing. Otherwise, uh, just don't be, don't be Blanco Brown at the end of the national anthem. Have a great week. No, we got to talk about that now. How was it? I didn't watch the national anthem. All I saw was like, everyone said the front half of it was a 10. The back half of it was a minus 10 million. So apparently it was bad. Hey, you know what I just found out? Hmm. If Iowa State had gone to the Sweet 16. They'd be playing in Kansas City. No, the women. The women. Okay. If they had advanced to the Sweet 16, I would have gone to Seattle next week. And Supercross is in Seattle. No, see? <laughs> you could have. Feeling right now. I just, I went to look at what we have next week, and I'm just pissed. Could have gone. Oh, that just this just hurts. That just makes the loss like actually hurt. It hurts. I'm supposed to be unbiased. I am in my writing. I swear. But for our website, it is better if Iowa State wins. I promise I remain unbiased in anything I type out on a phone or a laptop. But I am pissed that I was not unbiased. At least the opportunity to go over to Lumenfield and see that. He is not unbiased. Don't let him fool you. Oh, dude. I challenge you to find something I've written that's biased. Not Bet. including like a tongue-in-cheek tweet about my bracket having Drake and Iowa State. State Deal. Done. I'll find it. Also, big shout-out to the Dallas Stars. They saved my sports weekend. They follow me on Twitter. My next goal is to get them to follow Always Race Day. Bold choice. What if Bold we choice. What if we had an Always Race Day night at a Dallas Stars game? I don't know how you plan to fund it, but we're going to have to market to a lot of Dallas fans. We need them to be our Australia. One of our top 10 markets when we first started, um, and I haven't checked in four or five months, and it was, it was still this back then, uh, end of last year. One of our top 10 markets is like some city in Australia. Perfect. That's all we need. So I love that. Um, Worldwide. Absolutely. Appreciate y'all listening. Uh, we will be back on Wednesday. Potentially with a guest, I have more time to do crap now, and I have a Monday where I don't have anything planned. So tune in to see if I can get a guest on the damn show. 
uh, and we'll we'll see who it is. But I appreciate you guys listening a lot, uh, more than you know if you are a constant listener uh, to this show. And again, thank you to the Carlotto Group uh, for being our presenting sponsor. We'll be back this week. Um, God, I need to do it. We're going to rebrand the show, Damon. We need a new theme song. I need a new sign-off. <laughs> we need segments. He needs everything different. It's just the off-season. Change so, everything. I want to go full bore on this racing season now that I have time. <laughs> All right. Change everything. Have a good week. Love you guys. Have a good one.